This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hello, I'm Charlotte Kent, Editor-in-Chief of CDC's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. Thanks for joining me for MMWR's weekly COVID-19 briefing for the week of April 26th. In this episode, I'll discuss seven MMWR COVID-19 reports. The first report provides an update on the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices recommendations for Johnson & Johnson's Janssen COVID-19 vaccine. The next two reports are about safety monitoring of the Janssen vaccine. Next is a report on an evaluation of the benefits of mRNA COVID-19 vaccines against hospitalization. Two reports describe COVID-19 outbreaks in workplace settings. The last report examines linked clusters of a variant of the virus that causes COVID-19. In February 2021, the Food and Drug Administration authorized use of the Janssen COVID-19 vaccine. On April 13th, CDC and FDA announced six cases of cerebral venous sinus thrombosis with thrombocytopenia among recipients of the Janssen vaccine. This is a rare condition that involves blood clots with low platelets, and cases prompted CDC and FDA to recommend a pause in use of this vaccine pending a detailed safety review. After the safety review, on April 23rd, the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices reaffirmed its recommended use of the Janssen vaccine in all people 18 years and older. Modeling data showed that six months after resuming use of the vaccine at half of the pre-pause rate could prevent 54 to 257 deaths, depending on future COVID-19 transmission levels, compared with 26 expected cases of clots with low platelets. Thus, the committee determined the vaccine's known and potential benefits outweigh its known and potential risks. Two reports published this week provide a fuller picture of the safety profile of Janssen vaccine and show that vaccine safety monitoring systems are working as intended. By April 21, 2021, nearly 8 million doses of the Janssen COVID-19 vaccine had been administered. During the pause, the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System, or VAERS, received nearly 14,000 adverse event reports related to Janssen vaccine. These data showed that 97% of reported reactions after receiving the vaccine were non-serious, which is consistent with data from clinical trials before the vaccine was authorized. Headache, fever, chills, injection site pain, and fatigue were the most frequently reported side effects in VARES. These non-serious side effects are normal signs that the body is building protection. They may affect people's ability to do daily activities but should go away in a few days. Fainting and other anxiety-related events like rapid breathing, low blood pressure, or numbness or tingling can happen after vaccination. Anxiety-related events occurring within 15 minutes after vaccination are different from the serious, rare blood clots with low platelets reported generally one to two weeks after vaccination with the Janssen vaccine. A new report describes an analysis of safety data from five mass vaccination sites that reported non-serious anxiety-related events after vaccination. 
Anxiety-related events prompted a broader review of fainting reported to VAERS. That review found that about eight people fainted for every 100,000 doses of the Janssen vaccine given. By comparison, the rate of fainting after flu vaccination was 0.05 for every 100,000 doses. Vaccination providers, including mass vaccination sites, should be prepared and observe people for at least 15 minutes after vaccination for anaphylaxis, as well as other immediate reactions, like fainting. The three reports I just described show the commitment to ongoing monitoring for both rare and common adverse events from COVID-19 vaccines recommended in the United States. This monitoring is crucial for weighing the risks and benefits of each of the vaccines, including the Janssen vaccine. COVID-19 vaccines play a key role in ending the pandemic and helping us get back to normalcy. In addition to evaluating the safety of COVID-19 vaccines, CDC is constantly evaluating their effectiveness. An assessment published in MMWR this week is among the first to evaluate the benefits of mRNA COVID-19 vaccines against hospitalization under real-world conditions in the United States. This assessment looked at vaccine effectiveness among fully vaccinated and partially vaccinated adults. Fully vaccinated meant 14 or more days after the second dose of a two-dose COVID-19 vaccine. Partially vaccinated meant 14 or more days after the first dose of a two-dose COVID-19 vaccine. Fully vaccinated adults 65 and older were 94% less likely to be hospitalized with COVID-19 than people of the same age who were not vaccinated. Those who were partially vaccinated were 64% less likely to be hospitalized with COVID-19 than their unvaccinated counterparts. These findings are consistent with clinical trial data showing that vaccination protected against severe COVID-19 illness and supports CDC's recommendation that people 65 and older get vaccinated. The next three reports describe COVID-19 outbreaks in various workplaces in the United States. After numerous COVID-19 outbreaks, Alaska analyzed the data from COVID-19 cases in workers in the seafood processing industry from March through October 2020. State-required prevention measures, including entry testing and quarantine, likely prevented potential importation of COVID-19 into remote seafood processing facilities. Incorporating additional measures, such as serial testing and restricting working during quarantine, might add to the success in reducing the risk to seafood processors and the communities where they operate. Vaccination of this essential workforce is also important and is underway. In response to a COVID-19 outbreak during May through August 2020, health departments in Washington state reviewed data on symptom screening and testing of employees at a fruit grower. Employees who worked primarily indoors, sorting and packing fruit in large groups, had a higher risk for COVID-19 than employees who worked alone or in smaller group indoors or those who worked outdoors. These findings show why preventive measures, such as physical distancing, worksite infection control, improved access to testing, and outreach to increase vaccination are important to prevent COVID-19 outbreaks among farm workers. 
Just as it's important to take advantage of the protection offered by COVID-19 vaccines, it's also important to control the spread of emerging variants of SARS-CoV-2. In late January 2021, the B1351 variant was identified in a specimen collected from a Maryland resident with COVID-19. Research shows immunity from past infection or vaccination may offer less protection against the B1351 variant. To limit spread of COVID-19, the state health department used contact tracing to identify the source of infection and any linked infections among other people. There was no known link to international travel, suggesting the variant was circulating in Maryland. Two linked clusters were identified. One cluster occurred in a workplace with confined working conditions where employees were on the job while experiencing COVID-19 symptoms. The other cluster occurred at an indoor social gathering attended by an employee of that workplace where people took their masks off to eat together. Among employees of the workplace, attendees of the gathering, and close contacts, 17 infected people were identified. Expanding genetic surveillance programs, completing contact investigations for COVID-19 cases, and employing prevention strategies such as vaccination, wearing masks, and physical distancing are important to control the spread of all variants of the virus that causes COVID-19. Thank you for joining us for this week's briefing. To stay up to date on the latest MMWR reports on COVID-19, go to cdc.gov MMWR and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Stay safe and stay well. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.